Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Let me say this with precision. 74-year-old Donald Trump walked into a debate with 77-year-old Joe Biden knowing he'd had a positive test for COVID. I didn't say that Donald Trump was COVID positive when he debated Joe Biden. I'm, I'm saying it with precision, giving somewhat of a benefit of the doubt to the story that Trump tells. 74-year-old Donald Trump walked into, this is the sentence I wrote, 74-year-old Donald Trump walked into a debate with 77-year-old Joe Biden knowing he'd had a positive test for COVID. Every time I hear that there's another Trump book coming out, I say, well, what haven't we heard? And yet there always seem to be, I mean, Jonathan Carl had new revelations. Robert Costa and Bob Woodward had new revelations. And now comes Mark Meadows. You've heard a little bit about this by now, I'm sure, you POTUS listeners, but I want to break it down. I want to spruder what went on here from The Guardian because they got an advanced copy of Meadows' forthcoming book. Donald Trump tested positive for COVID-19 three days before his first debate against Joe Biden. The former president's fourth and last chief of staff has revealed in a new book. Let me just stop right there. This is not this is not according to White House sources. This is not like the, uh, you know, Gordon Gecko would say the, you know, the 10th the man on the deal. This is Mark Meadows, the chief of staff. Meadows also writes that though he knew each candidate was required to test negative for the virus within 72 hours of the start time, nothing was going to stop Trump from going out there. Trump, Meadows says in the book, returned a negative result from a different test shortly after the positive. That's why I said he walked in knowing he'd had a positive test. He'd also had a negative test later that same day. I'll explain. Nonetheless, the stunning revelation of an unreported positive test follows a year of speculation about whether Trump 
had the potentially deadly virus when he faced Biden in Cleveland on the 29th of September and what danger that might have presented. Remember, this was the debate where Trump was a bull in a china shop, came on with a huge, was 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 angry, was surly, uh, lost, I think, by all accounts, uh, that first debate. Trump announced that he had COVID on the 2nd of October. So the, the debate, Against Biden, I'm actually I'm going to give you the dates of everything. But this was the 29th of September, the 29th of September. And then on the 2nd, he said that he had it. Meadows memoir is called The Chief's Chief. The Guardian obtained a copy of the book on Tuesday. In a statement on Wednesday, which I'll share with you in total, Trump says this is all fake news. Here's what Meadows says. Meadows says that there was a positive result on the 26th of September which came as a shock at the White House because, you'll remember this, they had just staged a triumphant Rose Garden ceremony for Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. I can picture it on the South Lawn. That that ended up being a super spreader event. Despite the president looking a little tired and suspecting a slight cold, those are words used by Meadows, he was content that Trump traveled that evening to a rally in Middletown, Pennsylvania. I remember that as well. But as Marine One lifted off Meadows' rights, the White House doctor called, stop the president from leaving. Meadows says that Sean Connolly told him he just tested positive for COVID. It wasn't possible to stop Trump when he called from Air Force One, the chief of staff said, but he nevertheless gave him the news. Mr. President, I've got some bad news. You've tested positive for COVID-19. Trump's reply, the devout Christian writes, Rhymed with, oh, spit, you've got to be trucking, litting me. Meadows writes of his surprise that such a massive germaphobe could have contracted COVID. Meadows says the positive test had been done with an old model kit, with an old model kit. He told Trump the test would be repeated with the Binax, B-I-N-A-X system. And that we were hoping the first test was a false positive. After a brief but tense wait, Meadows called back with news of a negative test. He could almost hear their collective thank God that echoed through the cabin of the airplane. Meadows says that Trump took that call as full permission to press on as if nothing had happened. His chief of staff, however, instructed everybody in his immediate circle to treat him as if he was positive throughout the Pennsylvania trip. I didn't want to take any unnecessary risks, Meadows writes. Really? But you're sending him to the rally nonetheless? I also didn't want to alarm the public if there was nothing to worry about. Meadows writes that audience members at the rally would never have known that anything was amiss. The public, however, was not told about the president's tests. On Sunday, the 27th of September, the first day between the tests and the debate, Meadows says Trump did little except playing golf in Virginia and staging an event for military families. I think they were gold star families. I'll come to a a more detailed chronology in a moment. At which Trump spoke about the value of sacrifice. Now, you might remember this because when Trump on the second acknowledged that he had COVID, he actually said it could be from this event. Trump later said that he might have been infected at the event thanks to people, quote, within an inch of my face sometimes. They want to hug me and they want to kiss me, and they do, and frankly, I'm not telling them to back up. Right, except he had just had a positive test. 
Meadows does not mention that Trump also held a press conference indoors in the White House briefing room. On Monday, the 28th of September, Trump staged an event at which he talked with business leaders and looked inside the cab of a new truck. He also held a Rose Garden press conference, quote, on the work we had all been doing to combat COVID-19. The White House had still not told the public that Trump had tested positive and then negative two days before. Debate day. September 29, Meadows says that Trump looks slightly better. Emphasis on the word slightly. This is what Meadows writes in his book. His face, for the most part at least, had regained its usual light bronze hue, and the gravel in his voice was gone, but the dark circles under his eyes had deepened. As we walked into the venue around 5 o'clock in the evening, I could tell that he was moving more slowly than usual. He walked like he was carrying an extra weight on his back. The host, Chris Wallace later said that Trump was not tested before the debate because he arrived late. Organizers, Wallace said, relied on the honor system. The White House had not said that Trump had tested positive and negative three days prior. Three days later, October 2nd, Trump announced by tweet that he and his wife Melania were both positive. That evening, Meadows helped Trump make his way to the hospital. During his stay, Meadows helped orchestrate. Well, that tells you some other things that are extraneous. Okay? So, here's the chronology. Kevin Liptak did a nice job with this. So, Friday, September 25, is the day before the first positive test. He wakes up in Florida, zigzags around the East Coast for a variety of events, held a Latinos for Trump rally in Doral, an official event in Atlanta, a fundraiser in Washington, and a rally in Virginia. Just remember how active he was at that time. Biden was in Wilmington, speaking occasionally to the press, who would stand in those circles in the gymnasium. Trump would make fun of that. Saturday, September 26, that's the day of the first positive test, according to Meadows. He spent much of Saturday with the woman that he would nominate, to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Amy Coney Barrett, she and her family, including her husband and seven children, were all on hand at the White House, met with Trump, the First Lady, and the Pences. Later, and by now he's had the positive test, he goes to a rally in Pennsylvania, then gets a subsequent negative test. All right? That's Saturday. The debate is Tuesday. The debate is Tuesday. Sunday, golf prep, debate prep, visits with the Gold Star families at the White House. Monday, day before the debate, spends Monday at the White House, partly in preparation for the next day's debate, held events outdoors at the White House, one on trade, one on a new COVID testing protocol. On debate day, he remains out of sight at the White House until departing for the first presidential debate in Cleveland. They have the debate Tuesday night. Do you remember what it sounded like at that first debate, including President Trump making fun of Joe Biden for the size of his mask and his constant wearing of a mask? You have to understand, if you look, I mean, I have a mask right here. I put a mask on, you know, when I think I need it. Tonight, as an example, everybody's had a test and you've had social distancing and all of the things that you have to. But I wear masks when needed. When needed, I wear masks. Okay, let me ask. I don't have I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking 200 feet away from it. He shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. The Commission on Presidential Debates issued a statement yesterday. The the most relevant part was this, quote, the onus was on the campaigns 
to test their principles and to report to the Cleveland Clinic that their principles were clear to participate in the debate. Uh, The best sort of reporting that I can find from then as to what was being said about whether Trump had been tested comes from the ABC affiliate in Denver, Sam Cohen. Quote, the moderator from Tuesday's presidential debate. Remember, this this was written at a time. This was written at a time where we didn't know about Donald Trump's positive test. The moderator from Tuesday's presidential debate says there was an honor system for both campaigns when it came to completing COVID-19 tests for their staff ahead of the event. Fox News host Chris Wallace was speaking with his colleague Bill Hemmer Friday afternoon. They were discussing reports from earlier in the day that Trump's family did not wear masks while seated during the debate in Cleveland. Remember, they all walked in without masks because it had become a it, it had become a, you know, sort of a in their mind, a sign of strength. Like, oh, look at those 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 Biden blanks all masked up, not us, despite the knowledge and I'm sure they all had the knowledge, right? How would how would Melania not have known? How would Ivanka not have known that he had had a positive test? Wallace confirmed the report and said the Trump family were offered masks by the Cleveland Clinic and rejected them. He also said that when President Trump came into the hall Tuesday afternoon to look at the stage setup, members of the commission, Commission on Presidential Debates, were not especially happy with the fact that the presidential party was not wearing a mask during the walkthrough. So two days after he has a positive test and a negative test, I'm putting it all out there for you. But nonetheless, two days after a positive test, they walk in, he and his entourage, maskless. There was no way in hell he was going to get tested that day, right? Because if he got tested that day, potentially he gets flagged for having COVID. Instead, he's in there not only risking the lives of his family and the entourage, but he's risking the life of 77-year-old Joe Biden. And yes, Biden's age is absolutely relevant. What if I told you that your 77-year-old aunt, father, mother, grandparent, had someone in close proximity to them and that someone knew they'd recently had a positive test. Okay, they'd had a negative test in the same day too, but shouldn't they have said, hey, you know, I had a positive test. Oh, don't worry, I had a negative test too. The statement released from the Cleveland Clinic on Friday, this is back at the time of the debate, in regard to these developments stated, most importantly, everyone permitted inside the debate hall tested negative for COVID-19 prior to entry. Individuals traveling with both candidates, including the candidates themselves, had been tested and tested negative by their respective campaigns. Well, in Trump's case, yeah, he tested negative, but the same day he'd also tested positive. Chris Wallace said they didn't arrive Tuesday until Tuesday afternoon. So for them, this is the Trump entourage to get tested. There wouldn't have been enough time to have the test and have the debate later that night at nine o'clock. So, yeah, there was an honor system when it came to the people who came into the hall from the two campaigns. Wallace said people who were on the ground for multiple days in Cleveland, like himself and Hemmer, who covered the debate for Fox News, were tested by the Cleveland Clinic. There was also safe. There were also safety protocols for all the attendees. And finally, on this score, the statement from the 45th president of the United States, the story of me having COVID-2 prior during the first debate is fake news. 
In fact, a test revealed that I did not have COVID prior to the debate. Well, I, I, based on what Meadows says, I, I guess that's accurate. A test revealed I did not have COVID prior to the debate. But another test revealed that he did have it. And then within, within two days, he did have it, absolutely. He was in the hospital. He had COVID. He had COVID when he walked in there in that debate. I, I think once the debate was over and when he now was admitted to Walter Reed, I, I think we had conversations here on air saying, did he know? You know, he didn't seem himself. He seemed even more irascible. And physically, he didn't look well in that debate. And I remember us speculating here on POTUS at the time. You know, he he probably had it. Did he know he had it? Was he tested? He'd had a positive test. They didn't wear masks when they went in. And he was all too willing to jeopardize not only the health of the Gold Star families and the people around him, including his own family, but... His 77-year-old opponent. Wow. Wow. By the way, I'll cut to the chase and tell you, none of this will matter. None of this will change anyone's opinion one way or the other uh, relative to the 45th president of the United States. But it's it's a stunner, in my view. To, to, to Trump world, it will be, well, yeah, he, I mean, it is truly a glass half empty, glass half full. Because to some people it will be, well, well yeah, he had a negative test. And then to others, it'll be, well, yeah, he had a positive test to which I would add, okay. And then within 48 hours, there was confirmation he had it. In other words, if he didn't have it, if that test, that that negative test were accurate, what are you telling me that he caught it at the Gold Star family event, at the Coney Barrett event, at the debate with Biden, Biden, give it to him. Come on. Strains credulity, as they say. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.